0: I'm Bob Madar, and I welcome you to Episode 3 of Season 5, the Caregiver Series of Local Folks Podcast. In this episode, we're going to meet Nan, who's been caring for a disabled husband for the last several years. Like most of the folks I've talked to for this series, it's the daily grind that is the most challenging aspect of caregiving for Nan. In many ways, your life contracts and revolves around all the mundane, everyday details of taking care of someone who can no longer care for themselves. We can learn a lot from Nan as she talks about her experience as a caregiver and how a local hospice caregiver support group has been so important in helping her take care of herself as well as her loved one. I began our discussion by asking Nan to talk about the events that led to her becoming a caregiver.
1: So um, at at this point in my life, at 79 years old, I'm taking care of my 80 year old husband and um six years ago he had his knee replaced his right knee and that was very successful and um i didn't have to i had to help him some but not too much and then a couple of years went by but he started declining has a lot of um diagnoses and um they all combine to keep him fairly disabled. He can walk with a walker. Uh, he can he can get up and down out of a chair, and now we have a lift chair for him to sleep in because he was unable to um, unable to get in and out of bed comfortably. So he has a lift chair out in the living room where we sit and watch TV or read and a lift chair in the bedroom where he sleeps. Um, at this point, I, I've taken pretty much um, all t- full-time care for him for about the last three years. And it, it does come on gradually. And at first I was able to carry on my life pretty much as I had been. I volunteer at the Benton County Historical Museum mm-hmm. and uh, I, I attend a yoga class and I have a pretty active book group and I I attend a Buddhist meeting once a week. So those things kept me busy, but uh, he he's able to be home. I sort of had an interior clock after i'd been away about three hours that just said time to go home and not because he was demanding anything or there was any problem it was my personal indication and so we went on like that for a long time and probably still would be if it weren't for the covid i do continue to do my yoga class on zoom which is very nice and i meet with my buddhist group and my book group on zoom so I'm, that's as good as it gets right now for, uh, you know, meetings like that.
0: Here's Nan describing her daily routine.
1: Just recently, uh, at the beginning of December, I decided to hire a woman I knew who cleaned, she cleaned house for me for a, a time. I was getting very overwhelmed by paperwork and just stuff stuff just get got thrown in our spare room until i could barely walk in there and my um, filing system has ended up this year being a box and a paper bag and (laughs) it's not orderly at all and i'm gonna have to deal with it you know come come january so she has been an, an inspiration and a help and um, organized things that I never would have imagined would make any difference. But all of that has, has helped me a lot. And um, I would say if anybody can get any kind of help like that, uh, and she doesn't take care of Don, my husband's name is Don, she doesn't take care of him at all. But helping me get things done, has has made a big difference
0: for me. So it sounds to me if I understand this right that your caregiver really is not necess- isn't directly involved in Don's care, but your caregiver has given you assistance around issues that become more difficult because of the fact that you need to provide care to Don. Would that be a Well, that's mod-
1: that's pretty much correct. I think I think I just get worn out and I can't um, I can't deal with filing a paper in a file anymore. I can throw it in a box. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things like that. One thing that is difficult is, is if I don't keep up with the daily tasks because every day there's laundry and three meals and dishes, all that. If I don't keep up with it, then then I'm in big trouble. So I just have to keep pushing on. And that, that's difficult sometimes.
0: Absolutely. So but I what... would say
1: on a difficulty level com- compared to, to other people in my care group and other people I've known, um, I have a pretty good gig
0: one question i have is what would a typical day kind of just what does that day look like for you in terms of you know providing care for don what what kinds of just what does your day look like
1: well um at this point our day looks like uh getting up around seven thirty. uh i help him in the bathroom if he needs help then but uh he sometimes does and sometimes doesn't depends on many layers of clothes he has to change and um, then we get breakfast I go out and feed the birds so we can watch the birds while we eat and I go out and get the newspaper for whatever that's worth these days and um, and we have our breakfast And then he usually sits in his chair, his uh, lift chair in the other room and has another cup of coffee and reads. And um, if he wants his shoes and socks on, I take care of that. So then I do probably a load of laundry, do up the dishes, um, any other household chores that need to be done. I'll try and get a shower in and do... uh, other household chores, or or maybe read my email, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Then uh, at, sort of uh, usually around one o'clock, we have our lunch, and then there's the usual fixing and cleaning and all that. And he he um, often will then sit at the kitchen table and read his book for a while. And if he's needing a shower, we do shower him every other day. And if he's needing a shower, then we try and get it in. Then uh, sometimes if I have to go out to shop, uh, that, you know, no, nothing is said in stone time-wise. So, um, or like today we did it early, cause I was gonna talk to you this afternoon. So everything is, you know, nothing is set in stone. It's all pretty boringly regular, but then then uh, sometimes I take a nap in the afternoon and then fix dinner and we have dinner and then there's the dinner cleanup. And by then it's usually about eight o'clock and <laughs> he'll watch TV and I will fall asleep. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, can't, I can't push on by the, by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, sometimes I have to. 100%. And then there are other times during the day I might have to help him in the bathroom.
0: I asked Nan to talk about some of the things she finds challenging or difficult about caregiving. And she mentioned managing medical interventions, and dealing with all the daily minutiae.
1: And I'm, I'm beginning to come to the idea about my husband, Don, that if anybody suggests he have another procedure, I'm gonna say, we have to think about this and not just jump right in and say, okay, because he has not been, he doesn't go through procedures well. And then his recovery is long and complicated. You know, maybe he doesn't need every treatment that every doctor thinks he needs. And, uh, well, another w- woman in our group just recently said that she's been taking care of a husband with Parkinson's and dementia. And... Uh, she said pretty much now because of his wishes, uh, he's just on, on palliative care. If he wants something to eat or drink, fine, she'll get it for him. If he won't take his meds, fine, that's what he wants. And I, I think that's a, a great way to look at the situation. But I know now at the at the back end of, procedures or whatever you want to call it. Um, things can happen that aren't explained in the beginning. And uh, I just, for one example, he had to have his gallbladder removed, which was supposed to be uh, like a daycare surgery. And I said, no, I, I absolutely want him to stay at least one night just because I know how he is and and the doctor was uh he agreed with that but it was some kind of getting permission from the pope or something to uh, have that happen but as it turned out he ended up staying a week in the hospital and two weeks at um corvallis manor getting rehabbed so being aware of that kind of thing um I, I'm a little wary now mm-hmm. of something they might want to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. The daily grind, the sameness every day and having to do the, all the tasks I have to do. Because I, you know, I not only take care of him, I, I take care of the house. I have I have somebody take care of my mowing, but I do get out and poke around. We have an acre, so mm. there's a lot a lot to take care of.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, I I take care of all the finances. Um, I take care of all the appointments. I probably left out a few things, but I take care of everything. Mm-hmm. And. Sometimes there's too many things to take care of, and then I, then I have to take a nap. I get overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and I get I get tired. It's endless. And the the one thing good about the COVID for me is that I can make a list of groceries and go to Fred Meyer's and pick it up, and I don't have to. Um, grocery shop, which is something I really don't like to do. Mm -hmm. I don't like to cook either. And (laughs) I'm doing three meals a day. And I'm, I tell you, he's not eating any gourmet food. That's for (laughs) sure. (laughs) And we, we haven't gone out to eat for a long time, but I did, I used to go pick up food, um, you know, maybe a couple of times a month. Mm -hmm. So I don't even have that at this point, to uh, for a for a relief at dinner time. Mm-hmm. So those kind and those are just those are just things that are on the edges. That's that's not even what I would consider caregiving. That's just stuff I have to do.
0: Ben mentioned how important the Lumina caregiver support group is for her and I asked her to elaborate
1: you bet I would like to say first of all the the Lumina caregiver group that I belong to is um, so valuable to me and even though we don't we don't really know each other on a, on what we would call a I don't want to say normal but we're we're not friends in the usual friend way but we are so attached by our hearts and and um (laughs) not only that but i've gotten so much good information from the people there and the um facilitators i don't I wouldn't be able to get along without them, I don't think. And I've learned about different agencies and, and um, places to go and people to see when there's been a problem that I wanted to address. I first joined the care group. It's probably four years ago now, this coming March, uh, because I wanted to travel up to Washington State to visit a friend who who I've known since first grade and she was um, starting to plunge into dementia and I didn't n- know you know how how anything would work out my husband or her or whatever so I didn't I didn't know anything about finding a place that, where I could leave dawn for maybe a week or so and they did not decide for me or even um, give me a list of places, but they gave me so much good advice. And uh, through through that advice, I was able to find a place on my own. And let me tell you, that takes a whole lot of phone calling or emailing. That's a that's a that's a job. And so um, I found a place that would take him for a week and take care of him. So it was it was wonderful, and I, I, uh, I took the train up to Edmonds where she lives, and um, had a, a really a worry free visit. So it was it was, and he liked it. He liked where he was, and. Um, They liked him, so (laughs) it it worked out fine. Yeah. So that was the first... Go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I was just going to say, it sounds a very interesting approach for the caregiving group. It wasn't necessarily directive as it was empowering. Maybe, yes.
1: Yeah. And, you know, another thing, this woman was only there for one meeting, and maybe she came there to talk to me who knows but at that time I was trying to figure out what kind of bed to get because uh, he was having trouble getting in and out of bed and I talked about the lift chair and she was sitting next to me and she just leaned over and she said he can sleep in a chair and I was just like Woo, of course and so You know, of course, we talked about it and thought about it, but decided that that would be the way to go. And it has worked out fine. So our bedroom doesn't look like it used to. I have a little bed and he has a chair. (laughs) Got to go with the flow, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: In closing, I asked Nan if there was anything else she wanted to share
1: like people to know that at least in my case I've adapted to the situation at first I I resented not being able to do everything I wanted to do because my husband supported me in whatever I wanted to do I mean I worked outside the home too but if I wanted to do um, some kind of class or some kind of seminar, uh all of which he thought was some kind of witchcraft, but uh you know, he supported me in all of that um that I that I wanted to do and um many, many years and this is small repayment, if you want to call it that.
0: You know, I I totally understand. I remember at one point with my mom I was changing your diaper. And she looked at me and she said, this must disgust you. And I said, no, no, it doesn't. I said, you changed my diapers. It seems to me this is the least I can do. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 All of that is just, you know, so what?
0: So what indeed? You know, I have learned so much from my conversation with Nan. Sometimes... When we're in a demanding or challenging situation, it can be very difficult to keep a sense of perspective. It's easy to get overwhelmed by all the chores of caregiving. They are many, demanding, and never-ending. Sometimes we need help in focusing on what's really important, and that's where folks who are or have been providing care for someone can be very helpful in a variety of ways, from offering helpful information and suggestions to providing a sympathetic ear to help us deal with our emotions and accept our situation. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll return for Episode 4, airing on February 15th, when we will meet Bill. He's been caring for his wife, who is suffering from advanced dementia, and I think you will find what he has to say as inspiring as I do.